Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. Hope everything's going well. It's Hunter Lowry here. I got to brag real quick before we get into the episode here. Uh, Well, actually, first off, if the sound quality isn't as great, I apologize. I misplaced my microphone. (laughs) So couldn't find it. Normally, I have my little microphone. I plug into my phone here. We're going with the the handy-dandy AirPod Pros for this episode, which I've never done before. I've never recorded a podcast using them. So we'll see how the audio turns out. But either way, got a lot of good content to cover, so it'll be all right. But again, I got to brag a little bit here. Over the 4th of July weekend, we went up to a roping in Taylorsville, and two cool things happened. Number one, my little sister, who doesn't hardly rope ever, her and I got a check together, which was so, so awesome. I mean, it was the first check she's ever wanted a roping. She's only been to like four or five ropings and already got a check. I mean, pretty dang impressive, but it was sure fun to be able to win a check with her. And I want to check this weekend with my girlfriend also, which that has never happened. We were just convinced that we were cursed and it was impossible to win together. <laughs> it's so goofy. I don't know why we put, or at least I did, put so much pressure on myself whenever I'd rope with her. But we finally got it done and finally broke the curse. So it was a pretty fun weekend. Anyways, a lot of stuff I want to cover today. So let's jump into it. And as I've been telling you guys, I've been going through and doing all of my semi-annual reviews with all my clients. And for every client I have, we meet at least twice a year just to make sure you know goals haven't changed, that they're aware of everything that's going on with their account, just make sure that everything that we had going can stay the same and I just give them kind of the market update in my plans over the next six months before we meet again. And some people, you know, they like to meet more often than that, but the twice a year deal, that's at least a minimum. So six months ago when I was going through all these with these with my clients, we were still in the middle of lockdown. Things were still mostly closed. Most people working from home and there was a lot of unknowns that were still ahead of us. Now we have a vaccine, people are getting back to working in offices again, I guess depending on where you live at, things are probably seeming a little bit more normal. But I've been telling everybody, there's a couple factors facing us right now that need to be looked at and they're a little bit of a concern to me going forward. And the two main things that I'm looking at closely right now are this new Delta variant of the virus and transitory inflation. But before we get into any of this, I wanna preface everything I'm gonna talk about with this. Do not get to chasing headlines. Do not try to time these events. Know what your goal is, know your game plan, and make adjustments if need be, but do not make drastic changes quickly just because of what the media is saying. Okay, so first thing, let's start off with the Delta variant talk. As you might've heard already, you know we have this new strain of coronavirus that they're calling the Delta variant. And with what I'm reading and from my research that I'm doing, it looks like this new Delta variant, it's making up about a quarter of the cases in the US, which is expected to rise. So now the question is being asked, 
Does the vaccine that you may or may not have recently received actually protect against the Delta variant? Some people are wondering, you know, do I need to go get another vaccine to cover the new variant? Do we need to mix and match vaccines? Does the Johnson & Johnson or the Pfizer or the Moderna, does one work better against this new variant than the other? And I've even seen headlines saying, you know, you will be targeted by this new variant if you have not been vaccinated and that it's going to go out and hunt you down. And regardless of political or social thoughts on all of this, I believe that we need to look at this from an investor standpoint. So 12 to 14 months ago, I was really, really bullish on travel, travel and leisure, you know, hotels, airlines, cruise lines, all the different reopening places. And those have done very, very well for me and my clients. But I think some of these reopening plays may take a short-term hit going forward. I believe that the news is going to spread and continue to pop up that this new variant is getting more and more people sick. And I think that's going to scare. I think that's going to scare investors a little bit. I think that the reopening sectors will see a short-term pullback. So. For myself and for my clients, I'm beginning to lock in some gains with those positions. And I'm gonna wait for an opportunity to buy back in after these pull back. I think we're gonna have a mini deja vu with the travel and leisure stocks like we had at the beginning of last year. Now, again, remember, this is not a huge portion of money for any client. I'm not timing anything here. This isn't something that's gonna take place in a day or a week. But in my mind, you know, it's never a bad thing to lock in some of these gains that we've made, sit on a little bit more cash than normal, and then reallocate these funds into new sectors and just rebalance the account a little bit. I just would not be surprised if mass mandates are going to be tried to be enforced again in some areas. I wouldn't be surprised if some companies send people back home to work and if the economy just slowed down a little bit because of this. I really don't think we're going to get a full-blown shutdown like we had last year, but I'm just a little bit weary of many shutdowns in different parts of the country, um, different parts of the country taking place. So that's the first thing I'm keeping my eye on. The next factor that's a concern to me right now, and I talked about this a little bit last episode, and I'm sure you've been hearing this buzzword, but it's the whole talk of transitory inflation. Now we all know that inflation exists. Inflation is healthy. You know, it's when prices rise, right? We all know that a loaf of bread costs more than more today than it did 40 years ago. And again, that's okay, that's healthy. But the argument right now is, what is what exactly is causing inflation currently? Is it rising too quickly? And is it just transitory? Meaning, is it going away shortly? Or is overinflation going to hurt us going forward? Now, there's no denying that inflation has been happening recently. If you own a car, you're seeing crazy gas prices. If you wanna remodel your home, you've just seen ridiculous prices of lumber. If you wanna buy a home, I mean, you've witnessed the absolute unfathomable home prices. It's not like it's a secret and we can't just obviously see inflation in front of us right now. It's, it's just obviously right there. But why is it there and will it last? Well, some people think prices are increasing so drastically because supply and demand curves are out of equilibrium, which I do agree with. I think that this does play a small part. I agree that we have some major supply shortages and this isn't allowing for us to keep up with all the pent up demand. It's pretty dang hard to buy a car right now. If you wanna buy a horse trailer up here in Northern California, most places you're gonna to have to wait about a year and a half to get one. The businesses cannot get people to come work for them. People have gotten used to their unemployment and stimulus checks, so wages are gonna to have to increase to get people to come back to work. I was talking with a client yesterday, he works for a pool company, and he said they can't even keep up to close with what their clients want because they just can't hire anybody to come and work for them. I played in a golf tournament a few weekends ago with a restaurant owner who told me they had to close indoor dining, not because he wanted to, only 
only because they couldn't find enough employees. They have to only do takeout now. I mean, it's all over the place, these supply and demand issues. If you know a business owner or you are a business owner, then you're seeing this all around you. So this is obviously a problem. It does play a part in why prices are increasing. And without supply and demand curves being in equilibrium, that's definitely a concern going forward. But I do not think that this is the main reason that inflation is taking place like it is right now. And I do not think that that's 100% the reason why we have to be concerned. Really, the issue that I'm seeing, it falls with the money supply and the Fed just printing out too much money. It's a result of too much money chasing too few goods. It's that simple. From February of 2020 to now, July 2021, the Federal Reserve, it increased the M2 supply of money by 30%, a 30% increase in the amount of money flowing through the economy. That is a huge, huge number. So just back to basics here. What does this mean? You know, if there, to put it very, very basically, if there are $10 outstanding in the economy currently, and there are 10 golf clubs out in the economy, then each golf club is gonna cost $1, right? Now, say the Federal Reserve increases the amount of money in the economy by 30%, meaning that we now have $13 out in the economy, but still only 10 golf clubs. Well, now each golf club costs $1.30 instead of just $1, and that's where you get inflation. Now, part of this overall problem is with the last year shutting down the economy, we greatly lowered the amount of output of products. So instead of having 10 golf clubs, now imagine we only produce five. So money supply has now increased to $13 and golf clubs have dropped down to only having five out to buy now. So each golf club now, instead of costing $1.30, it costs $2.60. Okay, obviously the lowered output of goods, it's not gonna stay down forever. At some point, we will be able to get back to producing goods and producing a normal number. So the giant price increases that we've seen that part, I do believe to be transitory. I don't think that that crazy drastic changes that we've seen is going to last over the long run. However, the long-term inflation effect, I believe it's not transitory. Now with the long-term inflation effect, what I'm talking about is even once we get our economy to produce back to the metaphorical 10 golf clubs again, the money supply has still changed. So each golf club is still $1.30 instead of the $1. Again, even when we get to a normal equilibrium amount of goods being produced, there is still the 30% increase in the money supply, which is going to raise prices. So to recap all of this, supply chain issues, they do exist. And yes, that does for sure play a part in price increases. But overall, the largest factor that's causing inflation to be a concern going forward is the increasing in the money supply. Now, this is the part that I find interesting. I really like to look back at history to give us at least an indicator of what might happen. Again, nobody ever rings a bell or flashes a stop sign when the market's gonna pull back or tells you to sell, but I do like to look back in time to at least get an idea of what's to come. So when I tell you the money supply has increased by 30%, you're probably just like, okay, Hunter, yeah, that means literally nothing to me. I have nothing to compare that with. So. Let's look back. When we compare this 30% number, again, this is over the last year that the money supply has increased by 30%. So I looked back in time to see when was the last time that this happened, and then consequently, what took place in the market. So looking back in history, we actually never see a time when the money, when the money supply increases quickly as we have now. But really the last time that we even came close to what we have done over the last year was during the time from 1943 to 1945, which we know was during World War II. 
So let's look at the history of the annual returns of the S&P 500 during this time period. Again, between 1943 and 1945 is when we saw the largest increases in money supply. And subsequently, the S&P returned 19, 13, and 30% in each of those three years respectively. This is when money supply was high and inflation was low. So then moving forward, when we look a little bit past that at 1946 and 1947, now inflation is high and the increase in money supply growth rate has dropped. During this time period, the market lost almost 12% in 1946, and then it was basically flat and lost you know, less than a percentage during the next two years, and then taking back off again in the early 50s. So to me, that's almost the closest indicator of what is currently happening. You know, when we had very, very high growth rates of the money supply and low inflation, and then that starts to change as now the increase in money supply will most likely drop and inflation will rise. What does that do to the market? Well, the last time that this happened in such a drastic manner, the market did great during the time when money supply was high. And then as the growth rate of the money supply dropped and inflation increased, there was a three-year time span where the market had negative returns or did absolutely nothing at all. Now, does this mean that we're going to see a big pullback in the market and you need to sit in 100% cash and be worried? No, not one bit. What it does mean though, is I really want you to make sure you understand your investment plan. You understand your time horizon, you understand your risk tolerance, so that if and when we do see a correction, you're not worried and panicking and making bad decisions. Because I do think what is currently going on will lead to higher inflation over the next few years. And I do think the new Delta variant of the virus may throw a curveball at our markets for the short term. And I just want you to be prepared for anything that may happen and not be worried just refreshing your Fidelity app every two hours to see if the money finally came back into your account and the market's back up. It, just some stuff to keep your eyes on, guys. Like I said, this is what I've been talking to my clients about while we're doing our semi-annual reviews. And again, I tell them the same thing. It's not time to panic. It's just time to go over our game plan and make sure that we're set up for the long run and that you know exactly what's going on with everything so that you feel 100% comfortable no matter what happens to us going forward. Because as you know, if you've listened to the show for a little bit of time, I'm always long-term bullish on the U.S. economy. We have never not recovered from anything that's happened to us thus far. But you also have to be smart and you have to rebalance and you have to set yourself up according to what the market presents us. So if you'd like help with any of this, if you'd like to just go through your game plan, look at your investment portfolio and just make sure that you're set up to take on all of the goals that you may have for yourself, then make sure you head over to my website at hunterlowry.com. You can jump right on my personal calendar. We can just spend 20 or 30 minutes and just make sure that everything that you have aligned is correct for your goals. So thanks guys, thanks for the support. Stay cool out there, enjoy the summertime and have a great rest of your day.